is really the source of suffering that leads to hopelessness. What is the difference between intelligence and knowledge? And how can we find the difference between the mismatch of words and action in people? Hello, and welcome back to Stoic Spirituality, a podcast where I look through, analyze, and think about books that I've read, experiences I've had, or thoughts I've had over the past few years. My name is Juggin, and I'm a student of the human experience trying to spread some knowledge out to the rest of the world. The current book I want to focus on is Grit, specifically the concept of hope by Angela Duckworth. So the first concept that I want to discuss in terms of hope is suffering. So there are a few kinds of suffering that we have. The most common kind of suffering, the one that uh, Marcus Aurelius and other Stoic philosophers talk about, is the one that are imagined in our heads. So a lot of things we do is we take a situation that we are presented. We take a certain event, a certain person's comment or reaction or some sort of presentation or some sort of project and we expand it beyond the scope that it requires in terms of how much weight it has on our head. We take something that was relatively not that harsh, something that was not that impactful or powerful and we make it seem far bigger than it actually is. And in that case, we start to get overwhelmed by the scope of what we have to do, or rather what we've imagined it to be. And then we suffer for it mentally. And this suffering eventually leads to a sense of learned helplessness or hopelessness. There's also another kind of suffering presented by Stoic philosophers. It's suffering based on things you cannot control. It has the same manifestation of that which we expand beyond the scope it should be. But this one is completely easily cut off. And that is the primary sense of hopelessness, the primary source of hopelessness, suffering we cannot control. So a lot of times we get hopeless about things around us because we stand in a position or in a place where we cannot do anything about it. And we mentally anguish ourselves, we mentally suffer because of it. But things we can control, things that have actionable items you can do without sitting waiting, usually don't cause as much hopelessness. Because there's always something you can do, some action you can take, some step you can walk through to lessen the suffering, to get closer to a task completion, and to finish what you need to finish. And then in terms of setbacks, a lot of us take setbacks as indicative of our character, indicative of who we are, illustrative of who we're meant to be, as opposed to the opposite. Most paragons of grit explain setbacks, disappointments, as optimistic ways for growth. They explain it identically. All major setbacks, regardless of scope or size, indicative of change, are methods for growth. Are methods for us to reflect, step back, and learn from something. And Stoic philosophers explain this similarly. Marcus Aurelius talks about the idea of letting the obstacle become the way. Letting what stands in your way 
become the way. But it's not something we're used to doing, especially based on society's judgments. We're so used to taking failure and falling down with it and not letting ourselves get up, weighed down by the rock of guilt, the rock of shame, the rock of disappointment, that we simply do not shift that rock that almost is weightless as soon as we do. And find the way to stand up, find the way to adapt our strategy so we don't get pinned by the same thing as last time, and become better at what we're doing. And in that, we go to the idea of a growth versus a fixed mindset. So a lot of the times when you have difficulties, setbacks, or failures, or even in general, we default to a fixed mindset, being defined as one singular rock of stone that cannot be carved, one singular person that cannot change, one singular entity that does not have the opportunity to grow beyond themselves. Anything that happens to us is a result of our circumstances. Anything we do in success is because of our skill. And that is the difference between a fixed and a growth mindset which allows us to take pride in our accomplishments, but also looks at setbacks, failures, drawbacks, things that hold us down as opportunities for us to shift ourselves and walk through the pattern. One phrase one of my teachers from college told me was, it's not that you can't do something, it's that you can't do it yet. And that is the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. A fixed mindset takes you for who you are at this moment and stops right there. And that is the extent of your work. But a growth mindset takes the person you are right now, pushes yourself to become someone better every single day, and take the next step. And so, the kind of way you can avoid this difference between fixed and growth mindset is kind of look for a mismatch between your words and your actions. Kind of, in a sense, allow yourself to immerse yourself in your words, your actions, your thoughts, and see where the fixed mindset starts, where it ends, and if there's even a growth mindset present. And when you look and you reflect, you will find the things that hold you back mentally from taking the next step. And when you see that in other people, be sympathetic, because not only are you growing, so are they. And there's always tomorrow. And finally, as I mentioned before, there is a response that is necessary for setbacks and failures. So setbacks and failures knock you down. They push you away. They make you question a lot of things that you hold dear. But the most important thing about setbacks is that they're set there for a specific reason. If you believe in a higher power, one thing to understand is that a lot of times when we go through something or when we find ourselves at the end of a sense of suffering, we almost in a sense feel grateful for the fact that it made us become someone else, someone better, someone that is more catalyzed for the world around us. And so if you kind of have that mindset in your head, you take a look at setbacks and failures and try to extract the lesson from them. You don't overreact to all the implications of said setback, but you look at how you can grow from the situation or grow from something like this. So instead of taking the failure head on at face value, step back, analyze what you did wrong, analyze what you could do better, and most importantly, learn. You cannot blame someone for making a mistake once, but if they make the same mistake again without learning from it, 
That is when you take fault. You cannot blame naivety, but you can blame knowledge mistakes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the power of hope, suffering, and growth versus fixed mindset. If you'd like to hear more content, be sure to drop me a follow on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on. And if you'd like to see more video and short form content, feel free to drop me a follow at Stoic Spirituality on TikTok. Listening, and see you guys next time.